Teresa found the perfect clip of my dolphin sound. Oh god. And now it's on our soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it on that That's board. really good. That's clean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The perfect porpoise noise is what it says on perfect porpoise. Porpoise. Luke, I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. This is so cool, y'all. Is this your first podcast? Uh, technically, Kim Beachel. Oh, I did interview okay. Kim at AP, mm. but I'm also doing another interview with Kim in like three days. You did like nice. a little, a little. One yeah, just a little blurb, little little blurb. <laughs> well, that's right. I mostly, heard about, mostly about Anahatas. Yeah, mm-hmm. there were a lot of second year people at Anahatas this time. I there was a lot of all year people. Fair. Yeah, it's like yeah. six years, so. Mm-hmm. Six years of the porpoise. Going into seven. Lucky of number the, seven. The perfect mm. porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was in real time. That was in real time. That was a goodie. It was a goodie. How should we begin? Luke, if you would like to tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are sure. you? Sure. Who am I? What a question. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm Luke Bonecutter. My pronouns are he and they. Um, I always like to tell people I'm okay with he, but like don't call me sir. If you call me they, I feel like you're a cat or a dog squinting at me, loving me. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's that's Perfect. the feeling I get <laughs> when someone refers to me as they. But uh, I uh, am a diviner and spiritual counselor. I'm based out of San Antonio, Texas, on Toncala land. This is also uh, Humano land. I've been reading cards for about 13 years and I've been studying astrology for even longer than that because my brother did astrology in high school. So like I've been around it a long time, but my brother studied a different kind of astrology. He was into like psychological classitis astrology Mm. and I never really vibed with it. Like it takes all my 12th house stuff and moves it to my 11th house and it never really made sense to me. But when mm-hmm. I look at whole ha- whole sign astrology, I see everything in my 12th house and I'm like, that, that's me. There I am. In my <laughs> own way, constantly spiritual as fuck. Just, you know, so who am I? I'm a Capricorn sun. I'm a yeah, Gemini you are. Moon, and I am an Aquarius rising. So I like to think that the air kind of tempers the earthiness that I have. Like I have this deep earthiness for sure. But I've got this really fun moon sign that keeps my inner child, you know, playful and exciting and learning. I love conversations. So it surprises me that I haven't done more podcasts, <laughs> to be <laughs> frank. Um, and then that Aquarius rising, it, it you know, explains my profession. I, I like to help people learn spiritually and, and you know, spread the good vibes like butter. Like butter on toast. Mm. <laughs> and so Saturn ruled also. Yeah, Saturn is also like in my first house. <laughs> so yeah. it's I'm I'm like I, I like am the embodiment of boundaries. <laughs> and I, mm. I, th- I think sometimes people like Rachel just mentioned earlier that like she'll she'll pop in and like do something random and then like mercurially fly away right? I'm the complete opposite. I'll be like here and heavy and then suddenly I'm a sinkhole and I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's funny sinkhole though you know sinkhole good, that's a good one yeah yeah that one got a sinkhole got me <laughs> i love that that's awesome is that enough explanation that's me i, I have a cat and a lizard <laughs> nice i think it's a good explanation for sure what are the name of your pets uh well my kitty cat's princess fluffy butt and my leopard gecko which are called leos for short is uh mary joe she is an old gal she's older than my kitty i think she's like 16 to 18 years old wow how long do they live yes (laughs) (laughs) reptile keeping is kind of like a new thing so like the oldest like gecko that we know of of this type they're desert geckos so they don't like need sun they're nocturnal but the oldest one is like 35 and and still mating so like i don't know as long as i keep her in good health and spirits she's gonna stick around is she cuddly she's cute but she's you know okay with affection she's not exactly cuddly though she's squishy and it's it's very cute she got little hands little people hands <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend, my boyfriend can't stand the way lizards move. There's something about it that he's just like, I, I don't. It wigs me out, and I think it's just a matter of like you just haven't seen it enough. Like you haven't been exposed to it enough to not be like uncomfortable with it. So yeah, yeah I, I get it. I love the little hands, though. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, they are really cute little hams. <laughs> can you send us a picture of them after this totally i think we should put it on the on the instagram so people can yeah. see lizard hands yeah also we can't we can't just completely uh go roll over the fact that your cat's name is princess fluffy butt either. Yeah, we <laughs> well okay when i got her she was outside of a, a diner on a busy road and she just sat down and looked up at me and meowed and she was like the size of like a cup and i was like i can't not take this sweet angel home right and i was like oh she likes jazz music i'm gonna call her jazzy and after like a (laughs) week she looked at me in the eyes and telepathically said stop calling me that (laughs) my name is princess fluffy butt nice (laughs) i demand your respect yeah yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) you know how cats do that you know the telepathy casually absolutely i'm sad john's allergic to cats my partner Mm. but not bunnies or chickums uh i think there might be a bunny allergy (laughs) but it's okay because like they're not really this is unnormal what's happening for like extended periods of time this is unnormal Maybe like a day. Mm-hmm. Well, Rachel's just a farmer, y'all. You have to tell the kids at home what's going oh. on in your life, oh. Rachel. Yeah, that would probably make sense so that people can understand what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I got I am Samani chicken hatching eggs, and we're hatching some baby baby chickens. They're designer One, chickens. They're designer chickens. <laughs> My Leo Moon loves it. Yeah. Um, look them up. Or I'll send you a picture. You can post this too. Um, they are like all black. Their bones are black. Their meat is black. Like they're just all black. That's and wild. Wild. Yeah. And yeah, they're like super bougie chickens. You can like, they're expensive to buy. Um, 
So I did the hatching. I bought eggs from someplace in Tennessee. Some certified mm. thing. Uh, and But it looks like we only have two. It's playing hide and seek with me right now. And it's adorable. <laughs> and then I got another chicken in here because she's got something going on. So she got an Epsom salt bath because that's a thing the chickens like. And then I got a little rabbit in here because she's about to bust out some babies. And I have people wanting to purchase her babies because she's a really cute bun bun. So I brought her inside, but she's kind of being a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, if I was about to have babies, I think I would also be a oh, little yeah. bit of a bitch. I know. I'm like, I set her up. I got a whole new little like hutch thing for her. Like she has got it made over here. And she's just like, I hate you. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't mean that. And she's like, I do. Um, and then, of course, I have Maggie stalking the other chicken that's here. So that's why. Aww. Yeah. That's why I'm I think the first that. time you interviewed me for yeah. AP, Rachel, you also just had a chicken. Yes. I think and I was that like, was... this person. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Wait, was it the rooster? No, it was a girl. It was probably either this one they're the rescue chickens because that the rescue chickens. that lines up i think with the timeline because it was what, everything like, makes sense now everything makes sense that's a wrap but i do remember your interview being super chaotic and me just having <laughs> all of the animals not for you just me me yeah. being chaotic and just being very gemini it happens and then you came to the purpose and you facilitated and you fucking killed it and now you're family. I felt like it immediately. Like as soon as Teresa picked me up, I was like, this is it. I found yeah. them. I found the peeps for me. These are the peoples. Yeah. Yay. I was nervous because, you know, picking up new random people would, you know, and I was not that I thought that you guys were going to be any type of way, you know, it was just like, ooh, like new people. But I feel like the moment that you got in the car, it was just like, we were already friends forever. I don't think there was any moment of silence in the car on the way to Anahata's between the No, we did not shut up. And it was like an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like for the rest of the purpose, like, I know you and I spent a lot of time together, but Chrissy was on her own journey. But like every time I saw you guys, I was like, how are you? How's your time? Is there anything that you need? Like, I felt like I was like your mom. <laughs> you kind of were. And it was really needed and loved. <laughs> good i'm glad <laughs> i love how people just step into that role there like it's yeah. just a thing like now like luke you're gonna get to do that for somebody else now and you're gonna love oh, it you're gonna be like i know the things that's fine let me show you mm -hmm. and it's great that it is, is a fun thing. time yeah mm -hmm. i like i like doing that there's a, a festival i go to a festival i go to uh twice a year here in texas we own some witches own some ranch land and we go out and camp for Samhain and for Beltane. Sweet. And we've got cows on the property and it's a uh, it's it's much more it's much more like Texan flavored than Anahata's. There's not like cabins <laughs> and and a river. It's very like rough in it, but we do fires and we have like lots of spiritual uh, workshops and demonstrations and meetings and societies and there's like about the same amount of people probably like four to five hundred people but this organization has been around for like decades like longer wow. than me nice very cool i love what's it, it yeah. called um we're called spirit haven 
and it's a uh, kind of in between San Antonio and Houston. So it's like the perfect placement for me because it's only like an hour and a half away to drive to. Um, yeah. And it was just very familiar. It felt like it felt like a like a like a bougie version of Spirit Haven for me going up to Anahata's. I was like, wow, I have a roof over my head and I'm sleeping here. That's great. <laughs> Again, the Leo moon, you know. Yeah. We gotta have luxury. We need options. Yeah. Yes. We need options. Absolutely. I just got these cards. Mm. I can't really see them because the sun. Tell there me more. They're pretty with the Merkaba and the rainbow shield. So beautiful. They're called, uh, it's Kyle Gray, who's like my favorite. Oh, Kyle Gray is so, so good. Much. Angels His and Ancestors. That's one of my favorite ancestors. decks. Yeah. Yes. But now this is my new favorite deck, and it's called Raise Your Vibration Oracle. And it's really interesting because for a really long time, I was strictly Oracle decks. And then I discovered the Zodiac Tarot. And then I really started to learn. Oh, my God. Thank you for reminding me. I need to bookmark that one. Oh, (laughs) yes. It's really good. (laughs) So actually, it's the only way that Tarot started to make sense to me was using doing it through astrology and like what signs are associated with the card it helped me understand the message of the card better so now i'm like really into tarot decks but then i saw this one and i was like i need it so i just wanted to pull one of them one of them for us for this Mm -hmm. session today Mm -hmm. oh we got choose kindness yes with the green hearts i always use green hearts and it's Anahata's heart. It is Anahata's heart. How about oh, that? It is. How yeah. fun. Mm. Also, what's cool about this deck is that a lot of it, there with like the whole, the rainbow is the whole thing. It's, there's cards associated with each chakra. And then there's cards associated with um, black and magenta and like different types of things. And it's, it's just really interesting. So they're simple. The artwork is gorgeous, but I feel yeah. like it leaves so much space for interpretation which i, I love. love oracle decks like that it reminds me of channing nicholas's deck of plenty which kind of does the same thing it just has like an affirmation or even just like a picture of a frog with a hat you know like it could be like really <laughs> yeah. really like summed up energy really refined i think that's what's become of oracles is that like they don't treat you like you're an idiot anymore mm-hmm. and they're more just like you know useful to read and connect with for me, I always actually, I was the opposite. I was always like, I don't really need to read Oracle. I like the structure, Saturn. I like the structure of Tarot. <laughs> I know the numbers. I know the elements. I can make it work. And then my intuition plays with the in-between stuff. But as I've gotten older and more, you know, uh, I guess my intuition is sort of like bloomed through the cracks. Hmm. Oracle just makes so much sense to me now, especially mm-hmm. when I pair it with Tarot. I love using both of them yes. together yeah for sure yeah absolutely so i do spiritual guidance sessions at a a shop up here called the modern druid and yesterday i usually they will offer that i can do either astrology or tarot for the people that are coming in to book with me but yesterday i was like you know what i'm just flipping this and i'm just going to give them everything i got 
instead of them selecting what they want, I'm just going to have them come in. This is a spiritual guidance session and you're going to get what you need. So there was one girl that came and I ended up doing like 15 minutes of Reiki, 15 minutes of readings for her. And I actually really liked that instead because I mean, I do have a lot of Capricorn in my chart, but structure and also I also have a Taurus Mars structure is not really, I like cringe at structure you know like i <laughs> fly by the seat of my pants and i think that's all my fire signs totally. are just like let's figure it let's just do it let's just do yeah. it and we'll figure it out along the way yeah it's gonna be transformative either way i'm gonna burn it so <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i'm gonna totally give you a suggestion because one of my favorite things to do when it comes to like cards and reiki mm-hmm pick a card and put it upside down so neither you or the person see it then do your whole session talk about the things and then flip the card back over mm. and it is like always so good yeah. yeah it's one of my favorite things and it's really great too for people that might also be like quote unquote non-believers mm-hmm. like they see it like no like you guys you pick it and it's down there on the side and then you have a whole experience and then it's like it validates the shit out of it it's so I good that. i yeah. do that in, in some of my tarot readings i'll i'll have like a pyramid spread and i mm-hmm. do three cards in the middle to summarize it but i don't reveal those cards until the end and it's yeah. all just like yep i love the <laughs> shock factor yeah. yeah when people are like <gasps> like i know i know can you imagine <laughs> that? the universe that is real is... <laughs> Would you just look at Would it? Would you look at it? <laughs> just look at it. Gorgeous so, behavior. Oh, nice. Sorry, <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Listen, talking over each other with three people is just something that naturally happens. So don't even worry about it when it does. Yes. Uh, but what I was going to say is now that we're talking about cards, I feel like this is a good segue for you to also tell us a little bit about your business, yes. like what you do. Like, I know you teach a lot. So if you want to elaborate a little on that too. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I I love that you started talking about uh, where, where you are in your work, Teresa, because it's, it's like inspiring and validating what I feel like I want to do also. And that is like stopping asking people what their choice is when it comes right. to being with me and sitting with me, because really it doesn't, it doesn't reflect a whole lot. Yes. It might be an important part of like, Oh, I choose an Oracle. I choose runes. I choose to row. But what really matters is the fact that they want to connect. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have so much I can offer. And I feel like sometimes when I start by having them make a choice, it can be disorienting for them. Right. I like, I like that beginning because it's like, they're the ones that pick up the thing and say this one. You know, usually I have an array of decks that I have clients pick from, but if the sitter doesn't even have a clue and has never had a reading before, I have to explain every single time, oh, the way my process works, it's, you know, like, I don't have to, I don't have to go through that spiel if I'm just like, okay, what are you looking for? You know, how can I help? Like, do you want to do numerology? Let's talk about elements. Like, you know, let's, let's go. So yeah, my business, I am a full-time mystic. I do not have a job that is not this. So I do all my work from from home. I do all my own marketing. I do all my own advertising. I do all my posting. You can find me on social media at Mystic Bard Lux. I have a Patreon page with wonderful supporters and a divination community where I send out monthly forecasts, usually including a tarot and an oracle. And 
yeah, I mostly focus on doing card readings, but I also do runes. I also do oracle. I also do astrology. I've gotten into predictive astrology recently, which is really fun. Mm, so fun. Mm-hmm. I really like progressions and perfections combined. I would love for you to go a little bit into that, if you don't mind. Totally. I I know we briefly spoke about it, and you sent me that chart of like how it works. Mm. The uh, but it's still like something that is like not clicking fully in here. So I would love for you to discuss that if you'd like. Absolutely. No, I can explain it pretty easily. Uh, I've done I've done like a a handful of these reports now. You know how it is. Like you you realize someone wants a thing and you're like, oh, I guess I can do that. And they're like the guinea pig. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the floodgates are open yeah. and everybody yeah. wants that service, right? So like this year I did I think four or five progression and perfection charts. And perfections, let's start there, are a Hellenistic practice. So Greek astrology, like ancient astrology, where as we age through our years, we move through the houses of the chart. So like your first year of existence, you're zero years old. That's your first house perfection year. And then you go through in order from one to 12. And then it wraps back around. So like when you're 13 years old, you're actually on, or when you're 12 years old, you're on your first house perfection again. Mm -hmm. So the perfection, that house has a sign and a ruler. Mm -hmm. And that ruler of that house, of that sign, is called the Time Lord. No shit, it's literally called the Time Lord. Nice. And... (laughs) It, it, it signifies the important transits that year. So like if you have, for example, me, if I'm in my first house perfection year, I have Aquarius. Saturn is my time Lord. Ha ha. That makes sense. But what that <laughs> means is that all of Saturn's aspects and transits for the next year are going to be a little bit more significant for me to pay attention to. Interesting. And the themes are, of course, going to be based on the house because that's the stage it's all playing out in. So it'll be about my vitality, my outward energy, my personality. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. It's a very interesting practice. And you have to keep in mind that like Hellenistic astrology, Greek astrology usually is whole sign oriented just to keep things simple. Like they don't they don't Placidus mix it all up like they just keep it one sign one house uh for me it's a lot cleaner and that's like i said earlier like when i discovered chani nicholas's work i was like oh shit this is it this is <laughs> this is this is how i i see it this is how i makes it makes sense to me yeah so um that's a perfection does that kind of make sense do you have any questions about that i have one query just because i want to make sure that i understood it correctly it's like a simple tactical thing i guess so the first house is zero to one Correct. It starts with zero because you're not. So it's like getting to like the first house is your process getting to one or, you know. Correct. Okay. Yeah. It's the numbers are a little bit off because of that, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then there's of course progressions, which are another form of predictive astrology where instead of looking at like uh, the houses, what you do is you take the number of years you are old. I am turning 32 in January. So if I were going to do a progression for myself, I would take my natal chart and I would add 32 days plus one to my natal information. To 33 days. To 33 days past my birth date from when I took my first breath. And the planets there 
and where they have shifted and the differences from the last year are also significant to look at. So progressions show sort of like what's changing on the horizon for your year ahead in a in a more, I guess, like focused way on your natal chart, whereas like the perfections are more of like an overarching bigger themes, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's so really cool. cool. Yeah. I'm got to do some work when I get done here. <laughs> I'm in here, I'm like, all right, so I need to do 26 da- or 36 days after, you know, like yeah. <laughs> y'all, no y'all have my info. Let me know. I can send you yeah. your charts. <laughs> that would be sweet. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it's fun to look at. I just like looking at charts. Honestly, <laughs> it's me funny too. to me that I, I I don't do a whole lot of case studies. I I appreciate people who are like, let's pull up Taylor Swift's birth chart and see what her year is gonna be like this year. Uh, I think that's interesting, but I also am like, meh. I don't watch those. I don't practice that. I just like looking yeah. at like actual people's charts and doing different things with the chart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, Taylor Swift that's... is not actually a person at all. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's a fembot. Um, <laughs> it's all revealed. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> but that's actually kind of how I got into astrology is because I'm just nosy. And I just, it's hard for me to understand people. Even though I'm such a people person, once birth charts were revealed to me it was kind of like oh okay so this is the manual of how to deal with this person this is how to make them feel the most comfortable in any situation and for me that's like definitely my cancer chiron just putting everybody before me but you know (laughs) it also helps me understand people on a deeper level so and also really satisfies my virgo mercury as well to to piece all the puzzles pieces together to make the perfect picture of the person so that's i loved your class on chiron i'm so glad that you're teaching about chiron because i think it's not looked at enough and it's a symbol that looks like a key like goddamn, that's important we need to be Mm -hmm. like really paying attention to what the key of our chart is where our wound is and where our healing happens yeah Mm -hmm. um you mentioned classes earlier yeah i've taught so many classes i've taught like green witchcraft, tarot and astrology, tarot and spell work, beginner tarot. I'm doing an intermediate tarot at the beginning of the year. Um, And I like classes that are like containers where we come together like once every week for a few weeks. Like my beginning tarot class is actually kind of long. It's like 10 weeks. But my intermediate tarot is only like seven weeks because we go into like spreads and how to create them, spiritual hygiene, you know, numerological and astrological correspondences. For me, I like to teach because I had great teachers. Mm. And the fact that I had such great mentors makes me really grateful for that knowledge and that wisdom having made its way to me. And I feel like it can't just live up here. Like I need to disperse it. You know, it's mm-hmm. that Gemini urge to to like share, to like converse and find commonality in the the cognitive conversation and conflict. So I love teaching. I think that's my favorite thing that I do. Like if I could just teach workshops and have containers with people that I love, that would be the best. Yeah. (laughs) Mentoring is also a thing I do. Like I usually catch all. It's kind of like a mentoring session. Like, I don't know what I need. Okay, well, let's just talk about what you want to learn. You know, everybody wants to learn something. So let's, let's dive in somewhere. Yeah. Mm. People never know where to start in spirituality either. And that was kind of like 
good and bad for me because Tarot is what started me on it all. It was kind of the gateway drug to everything yeah. else. <laughs> it has numbers, it has colors, it has symbols, it has elements. And I was always into symbology. I was like, symbols are cool. I understand mm-hmm. torches and lanterns. Uh, but then I got into like <laughs> actual Tarot and there's so much more. There's so mm. much more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of those lifelong learning things. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any, like, there's a good place to start. You just, oh, that's interesting. And you just start. And then you're going to end up in everything. Yeah. Totally. Uh, my hands are so messy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, yeah, because you see that this thing corresponds to this thing. And then you're like, what's that shiny thing over there? And you're like, whoa, that makes sense with this. What is, let me learn into that more. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. Yeah. So it's like. What was your like, gateway drug, Rachel? My aunt. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My aunt's a medium yeah, and has done readings all over. She's got books. So it was just a thing that like we did, like mm-hmm. little, like we would have dinner. We would talk about it. Like my aunt got me my first deck of cards. And I know that that's, that doesn't have to be the way that you get your first deck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was the one that introduced me to Reiki. She's the one that introduced me to all of, all of the things so it was like we would I would literally sit at the table in their kitchen with my aunt and my two cousins and we would like do readings for each other. And cool. I was like twelve. 13. I love that. I'm gonna be that aunt. Yeah. Yeah, no, big same. I'm gonna be that yeah. aunt. I'm gonna be like, You're eleven, <laughs> it's time. Here's a tarot deck. I have too many here. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was just the amount of like e- even though she's my aunt and she knows me. There's just been so much validation of things that she actually wouldn't know uh, mm-hmm. that she's like talked about. And you know, she, whenever we do a reading, like my grandmother always comes right in and there's always like some funny thing that happens that my aunt actually didn't know anything about. And she's, you know, it's wild the amount of validations that she has. The more you do the work, the more you realize like that's what people crave and that's what yeah. you're doing. Like, yeah. you're just saying, hey, the universe says, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. She was actually kind of like the Jupiter, some Jupiter ritual inspiration, too, because she would go out shopping before she would. So she used to do, like, big group sessions. She still doesn't, but she doesn't down in Florida now. Florida. And it would be a bunch of random people. I know. <laughs> Luke and I both, Luke and I both had a no. Florida dream about Florida, with yeah. each other in it. Yeah. Florida dreams. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She would have a big set, like she would rent out like a hotel conference room and there'd be a bunch of people that would like book tickets. No one knew each other. And it always turned out that like everyone in that room had a common thing that they were kind of like, like there was one where like everyone showed up and everyone had like lost somebody young in their life, whether it be like a niece or nephew or a sibling or a child. Like it was just crazy shit. But she would go shopping and Spirit would tell her, like, you need to buy this. And then before her session, she would go, okay, what do I need? And she would, like, get a bunch of things. And then she would go and she would be told to give this random little trinket to someone. And it always was, like, on point. And it's cool because I'm, like, seeing that now with, like, getting the little vessels for Jupiter ritual. And then it's, like, the next day someone messaged me and they were, like, I'm looking for something like this. And I was, like, I just picked this up yesterday. So I love that. Yeah. Goodwill is yeah. such a liminal space. <laughs> it's so yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so crazy. But yeah, so my gateway drug was existing. <laughs> <laughs> Being 
being 11 or 12. Being an <laughs> and I also think just like growing up with that and also some, you know, some Jewish things definitely is just very, like, it's a very spiritual religion. Very uh, mysticism we focused. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we weren't hardcore, but, you know, there, it was intentions with lighting candles and candles are such a big thing in in judaism candle magic is a gateway yeah also happy hanukkah happy, happy hanukkah. hanukkah happy hanukkah we got hanukkah chickens well my uh gateway drug was thank you yes i was paranormal. gonna ask teresa <laughs> that's okay paranormal investigating in crystals was my oh, gateway yeah. drug mm-hmm. that that was that Mm-mm. that's not that say more <laughs> well i also just feel like i when i'm meant to know something i just i get downloads of it i don't really ever learn from books or like i sometimes like yeah i have reference guides like if i need like a little like little boost of knowledge or information i got a reference guide you know but i'm definitely somebody who just gets a lot of my information from existing as well you you and i have that in common i think i've always had a strong intuitive knowing i call it clear cognizance right we just like Mm -hmm. suddenly know something but sometimes i can also be very empathic and i can like you know clairsentience i feel something um but i don't get the whole visual i have to work to get like images Mm. and i'm the same way with books i am the exact same way i'm like i would rather have a reference because i'm not going to read something cover to cover and actually absorb anything no. I need I need to be able to go to it and be like, I need to look up this one specific little thing that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it clicks, you know? Yeah. I learn a lot more from, like, memes and TikTok videos than I ever would <laughs> sitting down trying to read a book. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because That's... books don't dance and point at things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's scooping uh, sugar scrub while trying to <laughs> Or carving wax. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Speaking of reference books. The book. Shall we? We shall. I mean, we're 38 minutes in. Yeah. So, I don't know how much you've been listening this year, Luke, but this year what we've been doing is going over the story, the legend of the Zodiac sign. I have been highly disappointed by most of them <laughs> just putting that out there because we just want so much more than than is out there we, yeah like it's it's not all as dreamy as it seems you know like yeah, yeah. it's 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 actually pretty like succinct and kind of boring the way like <laughs> the, the attributions that the mystics and the ancients made with certain constellations we were like oh that's it yeah virgo is like one of the more magical ones yeah but everything everything else is just like Oh, it's just a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I, I read this. I'm going to read. The, we've been using a reference book this entire time also. Uh, and we like, to, we like to shit on it. But it's called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. Mm. That's not true. Um, yeah. It doesn't even have Chiron in it. Well, then you need some other books. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It it yeah. offends me so deeply because I have such a deep connection with Chiron and like Chiron was discovered in 1977. Like, get with the times, Joanne. What's 
her name? Come on, we always forget her name. Joanna Woolfolk. <laughs> Teresa, don't do you have Sag placement? You have Sag. Sa- you have like a you're Sag rising. I'm a Sag rising. rising. Yep. That yeah. explains the Chiron. Chiron was a centaur. Yes. Yes. So. We, yes. Mm-hmm. we we did that, and I read it last or a few weeks ago, and um, while reading the Sagittarius, like the Chiron story, there's a part where it just goes in turn Chiron himself became a renowned teacher among his famous pupils were Achilles, Jason, Castor, and Hercules. And I was like, who the fuck is Jason? He's just some rando. <laughs> yeah, some guy. I did actually end up finding who Jason was and it was like some, I don't know. Like the Argonauts, like, right? Or like Jason from yeah. the Good Place. <laughs> Jason uh, from the Good Place, that's absolutely. <laughs> you. Yeah. Chiron the Centaur taught Jason from the Good Place and <laughs> Now that's my favorite horoscope story. <laughs> and everything story. is just one big Jeremy Barry. Jeremy Barry. That's it. It's just a big Jeremy Barry. Um, yeah, that is time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to read you the Capricorn story that's in this book. Well, that's great because I want you to read it to me. Really? I do. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And here, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and off we go. And off we go. All right. The tenth sign of the zodiac is represented by the goat. I don't know if I can do a goat. I feel like. Oh, it's, didn't you do a screaming goat last year? Remember, it was like the one episode that John listened to, and he was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" <laughs> Very important. I don't know why you. Work. I don't know why you had to bring that up. I forgot about that, and now I'm happy we forget about that. <laughs> but it was funny. Obviously, not to you. Yeah. Obviously. And right now, right here is where you enter that clip from that season, from that episode last year. Okay. Here is my thing, though. Okay. I w- I want you guys to make what you think the sound of a sea goat would sound like. Mm. How do you make the sound of a goat? underwater bah. <laughs> <laughs> was that a it's like a fucking goat dolphin yeah <laughs> i mean what is how is that not what it is it's a dolphin goat it's yeah. doing a dolphin thing and it's I mean... <laughs> listen you're not wrong a no. fucking seagoat. Okay, now we're back. Screaming <laughs> goats. All right. I feel like I keep remembering it more and more now. Like, I feel like I can see. Anyway. Uh, fuck. The tenth sign of the zodiac is represented by the goat, a sure-footed animal who scales the heights by taking advantage of every foothold. Every single one. Mm. In ancient times, the goat was depicted as part goat and part fish, with its front half the goat and its back half the fish. Thank you for clarifying, Joanne. In many old drawings and engravings, you will see the goat pictured with a fishtail. And in some astrology books, Capricorn is known as the sea goat. I guess we just Mm. need to say it a bunch of different ways to make sure it really sinks in. The sea goat (laughs) in the Babylonian religion was a great and revered god named Ea. Is that just E-A? E-A? E-A. That sounds fake. Eh. I don't trust Joanne. Get over here, eh. Yeah. Hey, hey. That's what they were doing. They were actually yelling at goats, and that's how that's how the name the name uh-huh. came to be. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. Oh, also like, eh. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Re-enter screaming goat sound here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then we're back. (laughs) So, the seagoat in Babylonian religion was a great and revered god named Eh, who brought learning and culture to the people of Mesopotamia. In the valley of Mesopotamia, irrigation of land and crops came primarily from the flooding of the Tigris rivers. Because of this, people believed there was an ocean of fresh water underneath the earth. The god lived in that ocean, and he, and every day he came out from underground, under the underground sea, Mm -hmm. to dispense his wisdom, and every night he returned there. By the time of Greek and Roman culture, Capricorn had become associated with the god Pan, a sporty, lusty creature who ruled sporty. over woodland. It says sporty. Sporty. Oh, it says sporting. Sporty. But either way. Listen, either Pan way. is sporty spice. Fight me. I I can agree with that. Yeah. Actually. Um, no. <laughs> so Capricorn had become associated with the god Pan, also known as Sporty Spice, who ruled over woodlands and fields, flocks and shepherds. Pan was a man from the waist up and a goat from the waist down. He had goat ears and goat horns. Pan was fond of music and was famous for playing the pipes. Okay, when I first read, all right, his shepherd's pipe. His shepherd's pie? (laughs) I absolutely read it as shepherd's pie. Yeah. 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 His shepherd's pie was actually a sphinx who had rejected his sexual advances. Pan turned her into a musical instrument. Basically saying, like, no one can have you. You're going to be my flute. In time, Pan became known as the god of nature. Certain qualities of Pan's sexuality, a love of nature, and they've become part of the character of Capricorn. Interesting. That's That's what this reference book that says it's the only one you need offers us on the history of capricorn how do you feel i i it's definitely lacking like i went to the buffet and i only filled up like a, an eighth of my plate yeah <laughs> also, i mean I'm it's just... a big book there's a lot i don't want to completely show on her like the book is big yeah but there's i feel like there are other attributions you know there's not just pan there's there's you know dionysus you could get into at that point there's there's lots of goat mythology for a reason than, than being like oh these stars they make a goat <laughs> yeah named which eh. by the way the constellations whoever fucking decided that those shapes made those things they were high off their ass they absolutely <laughs> ate the wrong mushrooms totally nice. and they were looking that they were like that's a triangle with a little sticky that's a goat that's a goat <laughs> y'all yes don't you see it it's a, tr- it's a triangle with a yeah it's a goat without a doubt <laughs> with a, with a fish tail Oh, yeah, and we're going to make it fishy. I just, that seems so uncomfortable to have two goat arms and then dragging your fishtail around with you everywhere that you go. Yeah, it's not ideal for for traversing an actual mountain. I like to think of a, maybe like a shapeshifter kind of thing situation. Mm. Like I can be a full goat, but also I can have a fishtail. Mm. You know? I like that. Yeah, and I think that that actually can play into capricorn oh totally and i i feel like you're 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 missing out on the fact that like why like there's 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 good facts in there don't get me wrong and the the correspondence with pan is important 
yeah. as that's what Roman mythology dispersed, and that was like a huge thing. Yeah. But there's there's a there's just so much more, you know, like the fact that the fishtail represents the the oceans, the water, the fact that we can plumb those emotional depths to the same you know equivalent as like pisces for example mm -hmm. yeah but we can also climb the highest mountain mm -hmm. so yeah. there's there's a lot of ambition associated with capricorn and i think a lot of people also associate it with like money and earthiness and being a boss ass bitch and mm -hmm. you know just having having that kind of energy but i feel like capricorn across the board is just like disciplined like we're good because of that Saturnian energy, not the Saturnian energy that's like Aquarius, which is like, you know, floating, mm -hmm. flighty and fun. It's mm -hmm. not the it's 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 more of the I have to do this work because if I don't, no one else is going to and my life won't benefit from it if I don't oh, do it. How mm -hmm. dare you say those words to me and <laughs> give me an emotional reaction. <laughs> <laughs> You do know Rachel's a Capricorn rising. I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. Oh, so is my boyfriend. So yeah. 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 That's why Rachel earlier... loves shoulder pads. I <laughs> am obsessed. I actually just got a new cardigan with shoulder pads. I'll have to send you a picture later. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. But I think it also makes sense as to why it's like when you see this creature, like you see the goat first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the tail is like, you know, back there. So like we can get it, we do have emotions. But we're yeah. just here to also get shit done. But yeah. I also want to fuck with everyone right now. Imagine this creature was backwards. And it was a fish in the front and a goat butt in the back. <laughs> That's what the constellation actually looks like. So I don't hate it, but I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's so horrible. Reverse mermaid <laughs> situation. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Moana, but it makes me think of like when Maui's like transforming. Oh, and then yeah. He's just, yeah, yeah, like yeah. shark head. And <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Shark I'm, head. I'm so glad that the goat is first. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. like this episode of Cat Dog would be really fucking weird if it was fish first. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Cat Dog. Fucking Cat Dog. That was um, a great show. You know, people are really terrified of goat eyeballs. The fact I'm that they're weird. Their irises are like square and rectangular. They're re yeah, they're a rectangle. And they look into your soul. They that do. Too. They're like, yeah. it, if you stare at a goat too long, I feel like you could wonder if you're possessed or not. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm just a little scared of becoming one when I stare at one too long. That's mm -hmm. what I'm, yeah, like, like, so, like you're being taken over. Yes. When you yes, stare to go. Definitely. Oh my it's God, a Black Phillips like... situation. Like, I would like yes. to live deliciously. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Have you ever seen The Witch, Rachel? The yeah. Vivitch. The Vivitch. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That movie. I, I went to see that movie in the theaters, and there was like a good chunk of it that I was like, what is happening right now? That was an interesting movie. TBH, I hated it except for the last five minutes. That's a, yeah. It was yeah. Facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I Wait. wanted the whole movie to be that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But actually, you mentioned something about Dionysus, and if you yeah. want to like go into that a little bit more in Dionysus association with Capricorn, I would love to yeah. hear more about that. It's it's mostly just kind of like the correspondence with Pan. 
to be mm. honest. Uh, Pan and Dionysus have a lot overlap mm. um, in terms of like being revelers, being partiers, uh, being gods of, of nature, mm-hmm. even, right? Yeah. I think Pan has more associations with being, I mean, they both, they're both pretty wily, but I think Pan is, is more like, quote unquote, nature oriented, even though Dionysus is shown to have like plant powers, like he can make vines and, and grapes grow and stuff, but it's usually party oriented. Whereas mm-hmm. Pan is like, you know, I can, I can play an enchanting song on these pipes that are apparently a sphinx that I've trapped in this form. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's like, are you actually good at music or are you just like, is that the sphinx stuck in there, like crying yeah. for their life? Like, yeah, that makes me worried. We need to save her. <laughs> save the sphinx. Yeah. I just, yeah that really made me uneasy when i read that part a lot of these stories have that like very uneasy tone to them yeah it's like it has to be mentioned that this person was you know assaulted or taken over or you know it's and i guess it is important to the story but just the way that it's always brought up is just like an afterthought you know and and that's what i don't that's one of the things that i don't like about like how these stories are sometimes but also it was a completely different time, but you can't just make that excuse for everything at the same time, too. You know, it's um, it's almost like they didn't really like critically think about why they were associated with these things. They were just like, mm-hmm. and this story, and this story, and uh, yeah, that's it. And here we yeah. are. Here's the stories. Mm-hmm. And so Capricorn. So Capricorn. <laughs> but I do love. I mean, other than that, just the whole imagery and like idea of pan mm. like even though he, you know he's here he's just he's like just fucking around and doing whatever but i don't know like for me it, it, he's just cute yeah <laughs> he's cute yeah That's, no i, I just, love it yeah i just think he's fucking cute like i, I there's a i don't even know what movie it, it was or is but pan's I like labyrinth I well not i mean i love pan's labyrinth but that's not but yes same absolutely i actually have not seen that in a while i need to watch that again do you have the del toro tarot deck no but i've seen it it's gorge it's fantastic i got it as a gift like a few years ago and it's fantastic anyway i'm gonna look uh, into it because that sounds like chef's kiss it's it's great oh there was like a disney never seen like i feel like i've seen like a disney movie with like little you said you've never seen pan's labyrinth Mm. but you've watched lost like a hundred times mm-hmm. anyway. okay Teresa, homework for capricorn <laughs> season yeah watch pan's labyrinth also yeah, i know okay. what you're talking about it's the original fantasia rachel is that because what it they is? have okay. they have like pegasi and they have yeah. little satyr dudes okay that's what I, like Fanta- yeah. I, I couldn't think of what the name it was called but yeah i was obsessed with that same that was one of my favorites oh my god um and yeah like that's when i kind of think of but i do know that you know, this really pan relates to a card in the tarot that's mm. associated with the Capricorn. Oh, yes, the devil. Yes. Oh, I, I can't, I can't even. <laughs> Look at that triangle. Look at that dumb triangle that they're trying to pass off as a goat. <laughs> I'm sorry, the card's beautiful. <laughs> By the way, I have seen many different interpretations of this card going from the shadow to nature, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. temptation, to Mm -hmm. wounds. I mean, like, people will try anything to not say the devil, right? Yeah, for sure. 
But yeah. that's the thing about Pan is that when Roman Catholicism began its empire, Pan had to be demonized, literally. Yes. Because he was associated with the pagans who were yes. literally just country folk. Like, they yes. were just country folk doing their own thing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the Roman, like, the Catholic Church was like, absolutely the fuck not. God yeah. or nothing. Yeah. Right? Right. So we need to make this Pan an evil figure. And that's, like, that's how that happened, was yep. the association with Pan and the devil for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's, um, like, let's make everyone scared of of this thing. In the in another really great reference book, the Goodly Spellbook, there's a really great like explanation, like little history lesson on that in there. I'm just throwing that out there for the listeners. Cool. It's, it's I love good. that. Yeah. Yeah. My um, I know you said you're a Capricorn rising. I just said I'm Capricorn heavy, but like, I feel like I need to explain. I have my North Node, my Dark Moon, my Mars, my Mercury, my Neptune, my Uranus, my Sun, my Ceres. All of that is in Capricorn in my 12th house. Mm -hmm. I have eight placements in Capricorn. <laughs> Rachel's face right now is just like, oh, oh. Whoa. Yeah, so I identify very heavily with Capricorn energy. I'm jealous. Um, it's it's <laughs> all right. You? But in the 12th house, lady, mm-mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Well, I get in well, my own way a lot. Yeah. My mother told me the incorrect birth time for oh, me. Shit. So forever, I thought I was a Virgo rising. And that just didn't really, like, make sense to me. And then one day, just randomly, my mom was like, yeah, you were born. And then, like, you know, they went and took you and you know, this. And then, yeah, so this was the time that I, like, got you. But it wasn't the time you were, like, born. And I was like, well, what's the time difference? Mom, this is important. And I'd always said I had no Capricorn in my chart and i've always been like i just wanted capricorn like i just felt like i needed capricorn I'm like, <laughs> and then i actually found out that i'm actually capricorn rising this literally three years ago this information new new cap rising i'm I love a that new. for you yeah but that was like my thing is like i wanted capricorn i feel like i needed it and i had it the yeah. whole time which is just you know a lesson for life it was True. saturn just yelling at you like no <laughs> i am you your ruler yeah which by the way those new glasses are so capricorn these yeah yeah they are they're very capricorn i feel like i should be getting a woodworking lesson right now carpentry because of my flannel that says piney on it and the jersey <laughs> yeah. devil on the back hey devil nice. yeah did you do that on poipus no sure yes knew. yes you, you totally did right it's great it's really smart it was really cute that you did big that. brain big brain <laughs> <laughs> so normally i would go into the card mm -hmm. but you're here totes and i think you've got the brains there way more than i've got the brains there i have i have a lot of love for the devil card me too Par partially because so many people are afraid of it yes. i love the shit that people are afraid of like i yeah. am number one dark goddess fan yeah. i am like the go-to for the scary shit i don't know what it mm. is but like if it's dark and mysterious it's I my want friend in. yeah because everything's That's... in your 12th house <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because I'm, I'm exactly i've got this like big yeah. spiritual vortex yeah so well, for me, the like you're not doing any work if you are scared of the tarot and or the tarot of the devil and the tower. 
and that's the thing about it you know like these are the best times it's because this is actually into my whole like real vibes only and not i hate the term good vibes only because that's like you're not dealing with shit yes which is nice you know we need balance but like to actually get to that place you have to go through the devil in the tower so like that's actually the most important spot because that's where you're doing the work to get there I call that spiritual bypassing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a way It's a way of not acknowledging the pain and just mm-hmm. instead saying, well, like, if you only focus on positive things, then yeah. only positive things will come your way. Yeah. And that's, law of attraction is a bit of a, because of that, you know, like you can't, you can't make that your whole shtick because then you're ignoring your grief. Then you're yeah. ignoring the shadow. And then it's all and just going to fall on you. Exactly. You can't ignore that shit. Way. Yeah. You can't. The first so, AP merch was all real vibes only, and it was like my favorite collection of merch. All real vibes only. I love that. Because, yeah, we got to be real. We can't just be positive all the time. Yeah. And the devil, you know, the devil, I feel like is, I feel like what always comes up with the devil is that you are being offered the chance to free yourself from something. You are mm-hmm. being given the opportunity to say, actually, I don't want this and walk away from it. And people usually see it as like a scary sign, like, oh, no, I'm in a toxic relationship. What do I do? Like, no, the devil's just saying, actually, if you're better at boundaries, you could just walk away. If you look at the art, the people who are chained there are not even really that chained there. Mm-hmm. But they've taken on these like demonic traits. And it's probably because of their proximity to what we see as Baphomet in the Pamela Coleman Smith illustration, right? And Baphomet, of course, is like this hermaphroditic combination of gods uh, and energies that brings spiritual and physical and masculine and feminine all together so like ultimately it's not scary it's just the fact that we have these associations with demon and the devil um i like that you said rachel that like you have to go through those to get to the good stuff because the devil when you divide up the major arcana taking out the fool number one the magician through seven the chariot that's the physical then you have strength through temperance which is the mental and then you have the devil through the world which is the spiritual Mm. so these are different legs of the fool's journey and the devil starts the spiritual leg yeah you can't even get to the spiritual stuff if you don't face your materialism if Mm. you don't recognize that you are not the stuff you have you are not the body you have. You are not the relationships you have. I am right? not the, the shoulder pads I have. You are the shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that one. <laughs> I also find it really interesting that that journey starts with the devil and ends with the world because the world is representative of Saturn. It's also Capricorn energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't get yes. any cap. We don't get any cap until the devil and the world. <laughs> like that's what we got. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It is kind of interesting. I I feel like it's 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 an invitation to free yourself from what I call spiritual materialism, which is this idea that like because you own the crystals, because you bought the thing, you have now access to the experience, as opposed to recognizing the fact that it's actually about your relationship to those Mm. things more than it is about quote unquote ownership or proximity 
mm-hmm. right? right? It's it's not just about having them. Having them is not like taking a medication. I have a rose quartz tumble that's in my pocket, so I'm attracting love. Like, okay, yeah, that's cute, but also the rose quartz isn't the thing doing it. Yeah, right. It's a tool. It's, it's your, amplifying it, if anything. It's yeah. your relationship to yeah. it that is bringing mm-hmm. that energy to you, right? And the devil is like, okay, remember that it's not just the physical things. Remember that you don't have to choose to be chained in this place, in this time, in this situation. You actually have the ability to say no and walk away. So every time I see it, I'm always like, you're fucking lucky. You're lucky you're coming out. But I feel like the other side of it is also like the shadow work part. We're basically Mm -hmm. dancing around shadow work is what I'm talking about, right? Mm Because shadow work is just confronting those deep fears, confronting that insecurity and holding it, holding space for it and sitting with it and being like, why does this make me feel unsafe? Why, why does having things comfort me? What does that actually do for me? You know, the devil inspires those kinds of questions, which is a reason why I think many people are scared of it and don't understand that interpretation exactly. Yeah. I feel like you're calling me out right now. Because no, I have I... a lot of things. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just saying, like, as a maximalist, I feel called out. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I have, like, shelves of crystals and altars. Yeah. Like, I, I fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. But I also have the understanding that, like, I I am the, the tool. These are yeah. just, yeah. you know? It's just, it, yeah. it mirrors, like, this whole idea just mirrors the magician card. Mm, oh totally and the lovers if you look at it numerologically because six the the 15 one plus five adds up to six so it's really just a dark reflection of the lovers which is about belonging and choice and being in community Mm -hmm. so the devil says we don't have to be fiercely independent but we do have to walk away from where we're not empowered yeah Mm. i love that (laughs) <laughs> yeah no wonder so many people struggle with this card right like yeah it's it's an it's important true. one yeah yeah it's true that's but i just love that we um, have mm. yeah we have to walk away from where we're not empowered just <laughs> that's been my whole life lesson y'all that's like let me tell you nothing nothing good happens in comfort zones yeah. exactly you have yeah. to lean into the edge right like mm-hmm. in yoga you know there's this uh mm-hmm. there's a, a, a one of the i think it's one of the niyamas called tapas which mm-hmm. is translated to heat right you have to lean into the muscle burning lactic yep. acid buildup because that's where your muscles tear and grow if you don't mm-hmm. let that happen then you're not going to get stronger you're not going to be able to handle stress and yeah. we need to do that in every aspect of our lives not just the physical working out part but like spiritually, if you're not stretching yourself, if you're not trying things that are a little uncomfortable, then what are you doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's going to be obvious to people that you're just staying in your comfort zone mm-hmm. and you're working with, you know, angels and positive energy and good vibes only. And it's just, it's clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, oh, good vibes only. <laughs> <laughs> I hate good vibes I'm- only as much as I hate mariah carey's christmas album as someone who worked in retail okay but buble buble deserves like torture for for the same reason (laughs) like i'm sorry but like working at macy's i would i would mariah carey would be a reprieve from the from (laughs) the buble like it was during christmas yeah it i hate it awful i get it and i'm so glad you also have a seething hatred for for positive vibes oh like someone will start and i'll just be like stop it 
don't like, do that yeah i had i went to a store for the first time ever i wore headphones into a store yes I didn't do that because like the tism you know, is showing yeah oh <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's like you cannot come between me and my over-the-ear bose headset like but um yeah, I never did it because I always would think it was rude because people would come up to the checkout and they'd have their headphones on and they would just be like talking on the phone and like they don't need to give me attention if I'm checking them out or whatever. But like I was just like, oh no. But yeah, I wore my I wore headphones into the store and it was the best shopping experience I've ever had. And I know Mariah Carey was lurking. <laughs> you felt you can her. feel I felt her. her. I fucking you feel her icy her. breath on the back <laughs> of your neck. Icy fucking breath. Uh, and I didn't, and I was able to use my tool and to be empowered. Love that. Nice. See, that's what matters. The relationship with your headphones, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've had these things since 2020, since the Panini, and they are my favorite things. Yeah. Ever. The pandemic Lovato changed us all. <laughs> oh, I think I just made a goat sound. <laughs> that's glorious i would also love your your insight on the world Mm -hmm. card too Mm -hmm. yeah so this one's a bit different because we know that saturn is like the doom bringer the restrictor but people tend to forget that saturn also still allows rewards they're just delayed Mm -hmm. you know like you will be rewarded it's just gonna take some time Mm-hmm. And that that just teaches us a lesson of discipline, which I believe is a form of patience. You know, you just like you learn how to be patient in different ways and eventually it pays off. Well, the world card is the embodied feeling of having made that thing work of success. Right. Of, uh, again, this hermaphroditic figure in the nude, in mm-hmm. the buff, showing their self in full vulnerability, flying through with two wands mm-hmm. in a portal that resembles like a Mm -hmm. womb right Mm -hmm. very yonic in shape into a new world with all the elements represented so i feel like the fact that it represents completion and success and rewards is that saturnian aspect yeah yeah i always associate obviously the color black is a very saturn color but for some reason to me saturn also feels pink sometimes and i feel like it's it's also that just like rosiness of I'm still going to be here and support you and nurture you through these changes, but you have to make the changes. You have to take the steps. You have to do the things. And if you're not doing them, then the black comes back in and it's like, let's go. You know what I mean? It's, but I feel like Saturn has this gooey center that is really just very supportive of all of your ventures. As long as you're making the right choices and breaking the patterns along the way. I love that observation. I feel like you just described how Capricorn Rising shows up for me. Oh, nice. As weird as that sounds, because I'm like, I yeah. that's like a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that I know that I do, it's like I'm sitting there and I will tell you what is good if you want my opinion. And I'll be like, these are the things you need to do. And I love mm-hmm. you and I want you to do all of the best things. But yeah. I'm going to hold you accountable and tell you the things because I'm not going to sit there and be like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Saturn does love. have a, a weird like nurturing. It is still loving, but it's, it's tough ve- love. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like, it's not, I mean, I've had to navigate 
a lot of like friendships over the years for that because I sit there and I go, I have this expectation and like, because you have all of this potential and it's like not mm-hmm. their time. Like they need to figure that out on their own. It's not my real job talk, to do that. real talk, Rachel yeah. Capricorns. We see the potential in everything. Yeah. And- like that's mm. for, that's such, I mean, even in Anahata's, it's a huge thing. Like I have these things and I'm like, I just expect things. And, um, I, that's one thing that I've had to learn is that tempering it, expectations, tempering expectations, but also like making it realistic, sharing, like, I guess, setting that boundary, like, this is what I expect, you know, what are you expecting? But like, there's been times where it's been hurtful to people in my life. And I know that because they've felt judged, but I'm like lovingly judging them. Like I love them so much and I want them to step in. You love uh, them so much that you're judging, that you're willing to judge them. Like, if you yeah. don't care about the person, you're just going to not even care about anything that they do. Yeah. Right. Like, it's because you love them so much that you want what's best for them. And we can see what their energy is at that next level. And we just want them mm-hmm. to get there. You know, yeah. Saturn's the same way. Saturn's big daddy energy. Yeah. Like, he mm-hmm. just wants us to be the best version of ourselves. And when we yeah. don't, he gets very black, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. very, like, dark and foreboding and, and, uh, heavy yeah mm-hmm. but i feel i feel like i'm having a moment where i'm like getting connected with daddy saturn right now because i'm mm-hmm. like i see that in me as you were saying that i was like whoa wait this is my cap rising this is how i show up and then i'm yeah, like you have big daddy yeah. energy rachel i definitely am dad yeah do you see these glasses dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm See, dad. we always joke around that stevie is mom and rachel is dad yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Stevie was in my dream, I think. Mm. I had a dream yeah. about Stevie at one Stevie's point. Stevie's a Cancer rising, and I'm a Cap yeah. rising. So oh she's my God, mom, then there you I'm go. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like that's also, just for both of your opinions real quick, like a common thread between Cancer and Capricorn is that like energy of wanting somebody, like seeing potential and wanting them to do better for themselves? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> but as somebody I, that has, but as somebody that has a lot of ca- cancer placements and also Capricorn placements, like I can, I kind of see the thread between them. Yeah. Because with my Cancer rising, like expectation, I mean, not Cancer rising, with my Cancer Venus, my expectations when it comes to relationships is something that is. It's, it's something that I've had to work through a lot in my life. So I feel like the thread here is, is that like Capricorn does it because they want people to be better where cancer just like expects, expects these things from people and then is hurt when they don't get them. But mm. Capricorn is more like maybe more distant in that sense where cancer is more like hurt. Does that, does that make sense? I see, I see where you're coming from. I totally see where you're coming from. And I, and I feel like as far as axes are concerned, the cancer Capricorn axis, like it's not as opposite as people think it is because there's almost always like a common thread that links them. And as you were talking, Teresa, what, what kind what came to me, what I thought about and felt was the word compassion because Mm. cancers have, unlimited compassion right they're just the mommies you know they just Mm -hmm. they love everybody like family and it's kind of messy sometimes but they don't care because they're deep in it and it's already heavy and who cares right but capricorn i think is more tempered with the compassion we have compassion but it's restricted Mm. we have this like sense of i'm only going to give you this much compassion until you allow yourself to receive more compassion whereas cancer's like i'm gonna drown you in it right yeah does yeah, that make I'm not, sense 
Absolutely. I think that yeah. totally makes sense. I'm not I'm not going to keep giving you compassion if you're going to be where you're at. I'm still going to love you. But right. like mm-hmm. that's where you're at and that's fine. Yeah. Like and that yeah. like I'm not saying it again. I'm not saying exactly. it again and again and again. Like I'm like you know what it is. Like I don't need to retell you. You yeah. know what you're right. doing. Like that's how, you know. Okay, but I also think that it's because it's your Venus placement. And Jupiter yeah, and Chiron. Yeah. 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 Like I just think that that just shows a little differently because of just. Jupiter puts it under the microscope and says, make it bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Expands yeah. it. And also just like because of your, I mean, Venus. Yeah. I have such an interesting chart. And like the more I think about my chart, the more I'm like, I have more earth placements in my chart than I have anything else. And it's really wild. That but you really got crazy so... fire energy. That's so interesting. But it's fire is only in my big three. Oh. So I am a Leo sun, Aries moon, Sag rising. And then my Mercury is in Virgo. Gosh. My my Venus is in Cancer. Uh, my Mars is in Taurus. My Jupiter is in Cancer. And then um, Saturn through uh, Neptune, Neptune are all in Capricorn. Right. Pretty generational. And then, yeah. And then my... Pluto is Scorpio, also right. generational. My Chiron's in Cancer. So I feel like it's wild that I have five Earth placements because I'm somebody that feels very much the water parts of me. But I feel like, like you said, because of where they're at, yeah. it's like they're amplified versus, yeah. yeah so I, and that can't, so also, sorry to cut you yeah. off, but my all of my Capricorn placements are in my second house and all of my cancer placements are in my eighth house. Eighth house, yeah. So it's like it's very much like worth based and you know, finances and you know, family and all of that is very much like constantly where I'm living is this axis right. of cancer Capricorn of wanting to succeed and be the best and do what I can, but also letting those warm, gushy feelings be there too. Yeah, I think collaborating to create that familial sense and also recognizing what resources you have, you know, tapping into your own resources is like a constant, Mm -hmm. you know, like, how do I feel this through? Uh, Mm -hmm. Something that people, I think, tend to gloss over is the fact that I feel like many zodiac signs are not just one single element. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like because we call Capricorn Earth, but y'all, there's a fishtail. Capricorn has water we just never mention it so there's Mm -hmm. like this you know I I have this association with the hippocampus which is actually a mythological creature that is part horse part fish Mm -hmm. um, that are like you know the the mounts of Poseidon yada 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 but it also is associated with the brain hippocampus which does things I don't know off the top of my head but um, (laughs) uh, so like we have this water, but it's kind of like marginalized. It's kind of invisibilized. And I feel similarly to you because like, I don't have any water placements except for my Pluto, Pluto and Scorpio. That's all I got. I I have like my part of fortune, which is like a calculated Arab Arabic part. It's like a, it's something that represents your relationship to money. That to me is in cancer, but it's not a real placement. So like I have one thing in water, but Aquarius is an air sign but it's the water bearer. Water bearer, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another one that's like, there's water here, though. There's there's yeah. water happening, and it's it's forgotten about. 
you know so mm-hmm. i feel like that i just hope that people remember that there are other elements associated with the signs and like if they're yeah. you know feeling very strongly about it like for you for example like you have this big water energy well yeah jupiter is taking all that cancer energy and magnifying it and making it bigger mm-hmm. and venus and cancer oh she just loves that she's just splashing around you know <laughs> absolutely yeah and it's like also through my relationships i learn how to heal myself too you know like with chiron there oh for sure yeah and i feel like chiron's really been coming out to me lately not only because i've been teaching it a lot but also just the realization of my actions my motives my the way that i do things sometimes and where i've come from and how like sometimes i look at the decisions that i make and i'm like why aren't I making decisions for me? Like, I don't know. I was driving the other day and I just had this, like, I always have the biggest revelations in the car, like every time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was driving the other day and I was just thinking about like my situation that I'm in right now, how I'm feeling about my life, like where, what my next step is going to be, that kind of stuff. And all I could think about was how everybody else was going to feel about the choices that I was making. And I'm like, why like it's I have to live for me and that's never something that I did in my life like ever since I was little I was living for everybody else so now I'm at this time in my life where I'm finally like I need to live for myself and I feel like Chiron is really like coming out to show me that so I don't know how we got onto Chiron but (laughs) I did did want to add something to that um to what you were just saying because one of the things that helped me with what I was talking about earlier, where I was like, I was putting these expectations, like, and just like, I see all of your potential, da, 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 da. And when it comes into the idea of like, I want to do these things and I'm thinking about how this other person is going to react. Something that helped me move through that was going, that's also unfair to put that on them. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like it's, also however they react to it is their experience yeah you're making an assumption yeah and Mm -hmm. i'm just assuming that they're going to react this way which you might be right i know for a lot of things when i've had this situation in my life with people certain people like i can i know what it's gonna be and it ends up being that but it's just also that's what they need to do like it's not your personal responsibility Maybe that's the other, the axis, that axis Capricorn and Cancer probably also touches on responsibility, right? Like Capricorn is very like, this is my responsibility and Cancer is very much like, all of this is my emotional Mm -hmm. responsibility. Yeah. Right. And it's also like the, um, oh my God, I just had something that I wanted to say, but it's gone. It was so good though. Continue, Rachel. Sorry. It'll come back. It was um, the one other thing that I and I know I brought this up was when I did the personal CEO mission thing when I worked Mm, for my old company mm -hmm. where Luke, they had us like write down like what we want to be, like what is like the thing, you know, and then you narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down. So you have like one sentence and mine was um, like, you can't help anyone. You can just do your best and hope that it inspires people. And then later I took away the hope it inspires people because that also put an expectation on other people mm. and like it's still me wanting them to change and to do the thing and it's like you doing what it is that you want to do in your life Teresa like however that shows up for anyone else that's yeah it's theirs it's not 
you could actually be giving them the lesson that they need. Well, that's I think what, what I was going to say. What think. Is yeah. am I blocking somebody else's karma? Yeah, by, by not by... being your own truth. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and also, it doesn't and fucking like either way. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're not. Maybe you are. Whatever. Yeah. Like you're. Right. Just, we're all here experiencing it together for some reason. Yeah. So. For for those who struggle with those kinds of um, very mental emotional problems i mm-hmm. always recommend reading the four agreements by Don oh Miguel yeah Ruiz. absolutely and like even if you've read them go back and read them again because the way he breaks down different mm-hmm. you know don't make assumptions yeah don't take anything personally those are the two big ones that i think people really struggle with and then of course also being impeccable mm-hmm. with your word right but like making assumptions is not the same as has having a hunch you know, yeah. when you make an assumption, you're basing your action off of that assumption. Yes. Mm. So it's important to make that distinction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can read the four agreements in, a, in like half a day. Oh, yeah. It's such yeah. an easy read. I tell it, it to like basically all my clients. Anybody who has swords in a reading, I'm like, you need to read the four agreements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could probably audiobook it and listen to it like. Yeah. yeah. I think what in, I love most about rides. it is the fact that it's indigenous wisdom that yes. is modernized. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it comes from an indigenous person. Yep. I, I wish there was more stuff like it, to be honest. We need to indigenize For sure. more, right? Like we need yeah. we need that wisdom. We need to support and uplift those voices and learn from them more. So yeah. highly recommend that book to like anyone who struggles with, with those mental assumptions and those jumping mm-hmm. the, the gun kind of things. Anybody that struggles with decision-making, for that yeah. reason yeah uh i cannot relate at all to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to to what you were talking about because my capricorn energy is just like actually it's i can't control other people i i know mm. that i can see the potential in them and love them and hope that they rise to it but ultimately again that's their responsibility mm. not mine mm-hmm. So yeah. like responsibility and compassion have a lot to do with those and i think that the you know capricorn and cancer do have water in common they do have this emotionality to them. There is not lack of emotion from Capricorn. People tend to think that there is, but actually there's a lot. Yeah, it might be deep. And yeah, it might be hard to crack that shell, yeah. but there's a lot. We're swimming through a lot. Yeah. And I mean, cancer also has earth in common because the crabs live in the sand. There so. you go. Yeah. Crabs get up on the sand. And when you look at the tarot, obviously the moon is actually associated with Pisces, but because the moon astrologically is associated with cancer, I kind of also include cancer in For that sure. correspondence. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the card, Pamela Coleman Smith included a lobster, mm. which is basically just a crab. It's a crustacean that has yeah. a strong exoskeleton that can allow it to bear the crushing depths of dark and darkness and water. But it's also crawling up onto land, so like they can do both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you don't have to subject yourself to that heaviness, to that weight all the time. Uh, yeah, I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think lobsters might be the real sea goat. Are lobsters the real sea goat? Holy shit. This is big brain. <laughs> I haven't seen a lobster on a mountain, have you? No, but I, I trust that they could do it. Yeah, I bet. You know what? I bet you're right. I bet they could. Hold on. I need to look this up right now. <laughs> There are forest crabs. There are forest crabs. So why couldn't there be mountain lobsters? (laughs) I'm just gonna say forest crabs are actually there are forest crabs, T. Oh my god. Oh, a mountain (laughs) lobster. I have a random 
I looked. Rampage. I just looked up mountain lobster, and it's like a fishing fly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is it? It's a thing." And then, yeah, it's just a fishing fly. All right. I have a fun random astronomical fact. Sweet. Okay. About about Saturn. So apparently, because carbon is so abundant, and Saturn obviously is a gas giant, but lightning storms turn methane into soot, which f- falls. And as it's falling, it hardens into graphite and diamonds. So it literally rains diamonds on Saturn. That's cool. Yeah. I thought, that, wasn't there, is there another planet that it does that? Um, probably, probably any other gas giant might be actually Neptune as well. I think, yeah, I feel like Neptune, it does that too. Mm. I feel like that makes sense to Capricorn's, uh, attachment to the the things that they own also right <laughs> the, yeah. the beauty of the like the materialism of, and of what we own and and shoulder pads yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah so i also have the other minor arcana i'm sorry, sorry go on. ahead <laughs> so you know how there's like yeah when pigs fly and like mm-hmm. like all of those kind of things Supposedly, there is like a Russian version, uh, and it's like, yeah, when a whistle, a lobster whistles on top of a mountain. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's something. You know, that might happen with some regularity then, because pigs do fly, and lobsters do whistle. <laughs> they totally do. <laughs> They do be whistling. Oh. You know what I think and is and interesting about that astrology stop book? Stop sending your lobsters up Mount Everest. What the fuck? And where did I end up? Oh, page not found. That's dumb. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's interesting that that um, astrology book doesn't really mention why, or like cardinal, like it doesn't mention the the actual like things about the sign. Like Capricorn it starts. It does. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, it does go through all that. This is just the story. The story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big so, book. It's a thick So book. Capricorn begins the winter season, mm-hmm. right? Which is also associated with water. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's raining here. It's dark and cold. Oh, it's like 70 and sunny here. Good. Nice. Good for Texas. <laughs> But I feel like we don't have to go into like a full conversation about the minor arcanas, but with this deck, it does also give the minor arcanas that are associated with Capricorn as well. Yeah, the two, three, and four of pentacles for the decanates. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's actually something that we're going to start diving into uh, in the new year is going over the the decans and that kind of stuff and something that we're going to be learning together, Rachel and I. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I just find it really interesting. And I also love that like the, the, the um, aces are all of the earth signs together or or all of the fire signs together, all of the water signs, so on and so forth. Um, So yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, the Two of Pentacles is associated to Jupiter and Capricorn, the Three of Pentacles is Mars and Capricorn, and the Four of Pentacles is the Sun and Capricorn. So if you're working with Capricorn energy in any way, you could also use those cards as well too yeah to work with that i i like that little snapshot i love the minor arcana part of what i do in the beginning to row class that i teach and 
honestly is just helpful is to line up the minor arcana from ace through 10 and i call it suit stories my teacher call it suit Mm -hmm. stories so you just look at the story you just look at the story from the ace through the 10 you follow the climax to the five and then you go all the way to the 10 to completion of that story Mm -hmm. and when you're looking at that little snapshot of the beginning of the earth story all of it is actually like pretty dang positive right Mm. the two the three and the four obviously two is about like that balance and decision making but when you look at the art from pamela coleman smith you see that they're like one foot on water and one foot on land hey doesn't that sound like capricorn and they're Mm. juggling that they're juggle struggling right they've got all these responsibilities that they're managing yeah but they're but they're but they're basing the decision on both emotion and practicality which i think Mm. is super strong capricorn energy absolutely yeah and then that three energy is obviously like being paid for your craft, like being good enough mm-hmm. at your craft to be paid for it appropriately. This is the like getting a raise card. This is like the you're being rewarded for your work, which we talked about earlier. Saturn does reward, mm-hmm. you know, and you yeah. put the effort and you've already, you know, mastered that craft and you're being paid for it. I feel like it also has a lot to do with like taking on new things that you want to learn, like new hobbies and and crafts Um, yeah and i also love mars with capricorn i have mars and capricorn and i gotta say Mm. it does me real good to have that uh because i think i think warrior you know the fighter energy from mars really benefits from slowing down and being Mm. disciplined yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah it's so interesting and like i said earlier yeah. My oh yeah rachel mars. has a pisces mars oh i'm so sorry <laughs> i know it's like uh, one of my least favorite placements it's okay but it can still be you know very spiritually potent yeah mm. which is really good like when you do a spell it fucking works yeah Facts. many people can't say that yeah i just really hate crying when i'm angry <laughs> it's a perception but the, the five five gemini placements are yeah. like absolutely not yeah, <laughs> we're not doing this. yeah 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 my decanate uh my birthday falls in the same as betty white's and jim carrey's and eartha kitts it's january 17th um and my decan is the the four of pentacles which i mm. i feel like is of the three of these probably the more negative one because it reminds us that like sometimes we can hoard things sometimes mm. we're very possessive and it's not just materialistic like we can be possessive with anything Mm, we you know we hold back our energy we hold back our time we commit sometimes over commit and then because of that we hoard what we have left Mm. you know so it's this like miserly energy that helps us break out of that that reminds us whenever i get the four of pentacles my like mnemonic for that is shake up the energy in your house like rearrange do some dusting Mm. clean off your altar that's what you need to do that's the medicine for that card yeah wow Mm. you're so smart i love your brain yeah it's a good brain (laughs) (laughs) you got such a good brain it's like so good (laughs) wow i feel like we've learned a lot here today yeah i feel inspired and ready to fuck shit up that's mm. that Capricorn flowing through your veins. <laughs> but I do. I'm very, I'm very grateful because I feel like I was able to, uh, to look at, at daddy. 
look mm-hmm. at daddy a, a different way today and understand him in my own way and be like oh you're not trying this to punish me all the time yeah. <laughs> right like it's so you hard really to remember just want that, me though. to live up you literally just like saturn just wants me to do what i have done to other people it's true mm-hmm. yeah it's my turn saturn and i feel like when best. When we first did your birth chart reading from that first time, 2021, I feel like my message to you was like, you have to start working with Saturn. And I feel like ever since then, you've like slowly been like dipping your toe and like putting in more effort. And like now you're like in a place where you're cohesive, like you and Saturn are like, you're like very close to being one, you know? Yeah, it's just, I'm also taking my time. (laughs) yeah yeah you know yeah it's good to go slow people think that going fast is everything and like i'm not calling you out here t but fire signs in particular are like i need it and i need it now and i really want to feel it and i want the strength and the change oh yeah we can be very impatient as air signs uh i'm the most impatient like that's another thing i'm like taking away from this is like i need to be more fucking patient and just learn that world card like i'm like fuck okay and the thing about patience is that like we have to direct it to ourselves if we want to really benefit from it you know you have to be patient with yourself you can't have these high expectations and demands of yourself because then you begin to project them on others and then you're just an asshole which is what many capricorns are fed to yeah many people (laughs) call capricorns assholes because you know so i'm not going to say unhealed or whatever but i'm going to say people who are capricorn who like don't practice self-patience they are very not fun people Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're not people you really want to like spend time with or be around yeah we can't forget that you also have the leo moon though too rachel so that also plays into to that as well with the the patience and absolutely the, the angry crying and i'm a that fire kind of tornado stuff. it's literally yeah. what you are <laughs> you're you're a fire tornado i'm a sinkhole teresa what are you uh a fireball a fireball <laughs> an epic yeah. fireball yeah. did you guys see so the sun's energy. butthole I, I did it's so interesting <laughs> that the sun is mooning us <laughs> It, it definitely was causing, like, my muggle job it has a lot to do with computers and phones and that kind of stuff. And I was definitely seeing, like, I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I know we're, like, tiptoeing into Mercury retrograde right now, yeah. but, like, even outside of that. Which also, I did want to also, like, talk about very briefly with Mercury retrograde going into Capricorn. Um during this time because i know we always talk about like capricorn not capricorn uh retrogrades being a time of rest reset recharge relax but in my opinion this retrograde specifically it's like let's build let's figure out what the next step is let's really take the time to plan instead of like yes definitely take the rest but like right now is the time that we're planning on what our next move is so that when mercury shifts into sagittarius at the end of the retrograde it's kind of like we can take that and we can use the wisdom of what we already know so when mercury goes direct again you know i always use the analogy of like the archer like the arrow 
during during retrogrades the arrow is being pulled back right so that when you release it it can bring you to the target and the place that you want to be but yeah. instead of using this time as a time for recharging really dig into what you want your next move to be so that when the arrow snaps forward you're ready to take that action as opposed to you know feeling recharged and now I can now I can take on the world it's like put in the work so that when when we're propelling forward again you're already ready you know you're not making those Get steps at that time yeah right that's a real mm-hmm. that's some real potent wisdom t because i feel like this capricorn season we're we're moving away from we're actually moving out of a lot of retrogrades for the planets mm-hmm. like we actually exit like a few different retrogrades during capricorn season that's coming up so yeah i think really that's that's really good timing to talk about and remind people of plan now's the time to plan with this mercury retrograde don't think that it's you know uh, it's it's all about inaction because mm-hmm. Capricorn Mercury hi that's me I have that um, really <laughs> likes to be efficient in communication and part of being efficient is deeply listening and then responding mm. and that deep listening reminds me of like that pulling back the arrow like you were saying you know yeah. like the, you got you gotta you gotta you gotta plan you can't just mm-hmm. respond all the time you gotta you gotta plan a little bit right. For sure. I my fire signs don't like I would that. But totally go take my bow and arrow outside after this conversation. Oh my God, that mm. sounds awesome. I can see my target and I can see the bow and arrow up on the wall over here. And I'm just like. I think it doesn't matter. Meditation that it's through archery. What? I don't think it matters that it's raining. Just change your clothes, put on a jacket, and just live your best life in the rain. I don't. I'm not taking, Let, I'm not taking this out, my bow. And arrow. <laughs> that looks like an that artifact. That makes sense. <laughs> made this it's like got furs on it and it's like all yeah it's like a a bougie bow and arrow from tim and jess cool yeah i'm like i don't want to get the fur wet yeah. that makes sense yeah unless we're like in apocalypse and like shit's going down mm. then i'm not going to care but right now are there I'm any gonna... um are there any like objects associated with capricorn is that a thing there are other like objects like like Sagittarius, like the bow and arrow, you know. Like, does Capricorn have anything like that? I'm on mm. it. Pentacles. I'm just kidding. I mean, right? Discs. Like any discs, <laughs> coin, money, like physical money, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the things that make them feel worthy through the materials that they own. <laughs> Everything is just. either like a characteristic or um i mean there's a ruby gotta love a good ruby uh a pansy is the capricorn flower i don't believe in that no no i've never been a pansy in my life (laughs) that's offensive (laughs) i am a pansy so it's not actually Garnet, lavenderite, is... black tourmaline, carnelian, tiger's eye. It's just like a bunch of crystals, and then everything else is like goat and fish, and then goat. there's ambition, determined, materialistic, and strong. So it's just like all surface level things. That makes that sense. Are listed here, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I love this card. I just wanted to show this one too. Um, abundance is a state of mind. And like, as we were just talking about the, uh, like the rubies and all that stuff, this is probably my favorite card in the deck. Um, it also reminds me of Aladdin when they're in the cave and uh, Abu goes to like take that red gem. Didn't you always want to eat that as a kid? Like every time I yes. saw it, it was like- It looked like a gusher. It yeah. looked like a gusher. And I do have gushers and I love gushers. Mm. Well, if you ever watch but Aladdin never... again, Rachel. No, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I never wanted to eat that. But it does look like a gusher and I love gushers. So I don't know where I missed that. Well, it's just lost saying. in translation to your it lizard lost... brain. Yeah, and I'm like, this should have been a very clear thing to me. And I'm not realizing it till now, today, years old. Because could you imagine a huge gusher? Mm. that would be so juicy I need to see if that's a thing oversized gushers oh I don't know if I should look this up (laughs) Mm, yeah no I don't think you should (laughs) I don't think that's a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) no that sounds like a bad idea I agree with that (laughs) there is a thing here it says DIY giant gusher (laughs) that could go either way really i know i mean the the little clip of the youtube video i feel like it's safe uh, if it's on youtube it's safe porn hub might be another story yeah there's nothing here <laughs> i'm pretty that, sure the that escalated very quickly <laughs> i'm pretty sure the grapefruit technique is on youtube so oh <laughs> definitely eating gushers after this by the way nice oh lead like anything lead and heavy like pewter would mm. also be associated with capricorn mm. right i associate down. shungite with capricorn too i like that yeah that makes sense yeah yeah shungite's yeah. super fucking old mm. yeah indeed that tracks indubitably indubitably well, I love you guys. I this has been so fun, too. Luke. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for coming. We would love to have you back one day. You yeah. just have so much knowledge. Make it a day sooner rather than later. I would love that. <laughs> we'll, also, Absolutely. we'll also put all, all of your linky links and stuff in the shout outs. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, feel free to email us if you want like something specific in there. Um you can email us your links and stuff and I'll just sure. drop it right in. I mean, for that. anyone who's like listening to the podcast, I feel like these are safe and good communities. So just like with Anahata's, like I would offer 20% off until the lunar new, like new year for nice. my services. Just yeah. awesome. You know, to bring that, that new energy in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know. Thank I, you very much. We just sent out that, the email. So all you Anahata's people too, check your emails because there's... You have multiple reminders now, and all the people who did, don't get those emails, now you're being you're being welcome again. Come on, go get Join your the circle. Do a thing. It's time to plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. get your get your forecasts get for your next year. Forecast done, y'all. I'm actually about to go do a market, <laughs> so I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna take this this good ass energy, and I'm gonna get a I'm gonna uh, do a lot of numerology for folks. Because that's kind of nice. been part of my, like, haven't included, right? Like, I was talking earlier about, like, using choice 
to represent like people and have them make a choice first of all yeah. but i think now it's more of like what t was saying like i'm just gonna offer what i offer and it's i know it'll be a lot more it'll be easier you know like well, i don't need to be as as restricted in my practice no it's right the idea that comes to my mind with that is when you take a when you're out to eat with a child right and you don't read the whole menu god no you're just like here are the this is what you can have chicken fingers mm-hmm. or grilled cheese do you and want then you just give them whatever yeah. like if you give too many <laughs> options they get confused and i definitely so think true. that's the same thing in this situation where people are like ah and it's like all right we're gonna focus on this but i'm gonna bring in all this other shit too yeah mm-hmm. i like and that then, i like that sure. yeah yeah i feel so, like it's it swings there's so, more weight to it yeah don't don't confuse the babies <laughs> don't, don't confuse the babies that's gonna Chicken be in my head forever now. what the fuck do you want child <laughs> it could be both and that's fine too sure <laughs> sure that's that you're right you must be hungies <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i am really hungry actually i'm like sitting here i'm like oh i had those wings left over from last night i'm gonna heat them Ooh. yeah nice I'm actually going to a family party, so that'll be fun, too. We Lovely. all have such busy days. Look at us. <laughs> Me with my wings. <laughs> That's a busy day, Ray. <laughs> no, I got I to gotta get ready. I have, uh, I have wedding makeup trial tomorrow. Oh, hell yes. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. How fun. So I'll be doing my friend's makeup and then shoot. Yeah, the weddings next weekend. Cool. All right. Sweet. Well, Astro Hose out. Astro Hose out. Daddy Saturn. <laughs> Fantastic. Dadern. Perfect. Dadern. No. Dadern Saturn. <laughs> or Sadie. Sadie Ooh, is better than Saddie Saddie. Saddie is good. I like that. Sadie. Sadie. We got there. It took a whole episode. <laughs> it took two years. Oh, you know what? <laughs> and now we end on the world card beautiful mm. we put in the work and now we're reaping the rewards mm-hmm. with sadie mm-hmm. <laughs> sadie love y'all Me. peace <laughs>